For the next hour, you'll be leaving the show me state and entering the show me the money state. So stop what you're doing, grab a pen, and get ready to learn, people. Because you're tuned to the Ozarks' number one show about your money. Randy Floyd, founder of Floyd Financial Group, will be your guide for straight talk about living the life you deserve in retirement. Prepare to be empowered. Now, here's your show me the money host, Randy Floyd. Good morning and welcome to Show Me the Money with Randy and Jake Floyd, the show that gives you the straight talk and honest answers you need to help you reach your wealth management and retirement goals through smart investing and careful planning. My name is Jeff Shade and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions, but of course, the words of wisdom and solid advice come from Randy and Jake Floyd of Floyd Financial Group. I'll start with you, Randy. How you doing today? Doing very well, Jeff. How about you? I am doing fantastic now that we're here on the radio with you folks and Jake, how's this Saturday treating you? Doing well, too, Jeff. Thanks for asking. Always glad to hear that. Hope our listeners here in the greater Springfield area are doing well today. We appreciate you joining us each and every Saturday morning for Show Me the Money. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the worst retirement mistakes to avoid at all costs. We'll also be talking about the purpose of money, but as always, I want to start off with current events. So, Randy and Jake, take it away. I understand earnings reports. We still have some news from that. Yeah. So, you know, last week we had Target, we had some others out there, you know, retail continues to be relatively soft, even though prices are up, you know, so just inflation alone should be driving earnings for a lot of these retail companies where simply because prices are higher, they're making that much more money. So the fact that they're kind of breaking even or so with expectations and then lowering their guidance, meaning their next quarter, their next year, what they tell the public and say, hey, we think we're going to do X number of dollars of business the next quarter, next year. You know, those numbers are continually getting re-rated down. You know, a lot of the investment world is kind of living in la-la land right now, I think. You know, after Target lowered their guidance, uh, you know, the stock went up at the open the next day. And I think there's just a lot of hope out there that we're going to have this soft landing. But, you know, there's not a whole lot of evidence that that that's going to be the case. So what you're saying, if I understand you, Jake, is that the earnings really are mediocre at best. What does this mean for us? What does this mean for the economy? What does this mean for the market? You know, Jeff, I think it means that, you know, until we see some sort of turnaround here in the direction, you know, what you don't want to do in investing is go against the trend, especially and unless there is something to turn that trend around. We had some other reports last week that were about personal income versus personal spending. Well, income is down and spending is up. So hmm. it doesn't sound like they've solved the inflation problem to me. No. And we have no end in sight of raising rates. And if the prices continue to go up, they're going to be forced to continue to raise rates. So you mean families are going to have to raise their debt ceiling? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. They're going to get a headache from their head Who, to knock it against that debt ceiling. I wonder if the kids get a vote on that. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, and I think case in point... You know, that's probably not going to happen, uh, meaning the debt ceiling for individuals is going to be lowered, most likely, right. not raised. Right. And, and we saw Goldman Sachs kind of virtually abandon their uh, their personal banking, personal loan arm of their business, Marcus. And a lot of people don't even know that, you know, the constant mail that stacks up in your mailbox from a company called Marcus hmm. is actually Goldman Sachs. Didn't know that. And, you know, if you're like me, I get probably 60% of my mail or more is personal loan solicitations. Oh yeah, me too. You know, where it's like, you know, hey, you can, you're pre-qualified for 10,000, 50,000, 100,000, oh, yeah. 70,000. Yeah. And, you know, the ones that are from Marcus 
that's Goldman Sachs. And they all but said they're going to basically shift away from that and, you know, push harder on the investment banking side of the business. So you're going to see more and more of that as rates get tighter and income gets tighter. These banks are going to shift to protect themselves from the public overspending and not being able to pay them back. And so what will happen is, you know, you pay off a credit card and one of these times when you pay it off, they're like, oh, your new limit is now 2000 instead yeah. of 10000 where right. it was. Or right. they may close your account altogether. Hmm. And I think the Marcus thing is kind of the very beginning of that. And we're going to start to see these credit card companies are going to start to pull back the reins on risk as they see this recession coming in. Another piece of news we got last week was from the Dallas Fed you know, and, and mm -hmm. their expectations on the economic outlook were much worse than expected. And, and in the notes, the Fed said, yeah, we're definitely going to have a recession in the second half. Well, nobody's really been saying it quite like that. And so I do agree with that. I don't see how there's any way that we don't. And especially as long as the Fed has their foot on the pedal of raising rates. And I, again, I don't see with the data how they're going to stop. You know, it may be a significantly harder landing than a lot of people have, have mm -hmm. expected to this point. So again, all this comes back to what you really need to do is have a plan that works no matter what type of financial weather we have. You know, if it's good times, good, we want to capture the up. But when times are tough, we want to make sure we have protections in place so that once we retire, we're not going to have to go back to work because we took too much risk with money. And, and when times get tough, we need to make sure we're not spending too deep into our money. That way, you know, we stay retired once we're retired. Yeah, that's exactly right, uh, Jake. And I think with most things in life, you've really got to have a plan. There are a few things you can wing it with, but if you've got a plan, at least you have some sort of roadmap as to where you're, you're going to go and you're going to take the appropriate steps to get there. We're talking with Randy and Jake of Floyd Financial Group. We're talking about current events as we do in the first segment of our show pretty much every week. A couple of things popped out at me, Jake, in the last couple minutes that you talked about that, one of which was the junk mail and the solicitations for loans. And I got to tell you, I go to the mailbox every day, pick up my mail, and I get those too. You're pre-approved for $50,000. I've got a special table on the inside of my garage right by the garage door. And that's where all of those go. And really only about 20% of the mail actually makes it into the house. So that is interesting that they're trying to get me to take out loans when it really is the worst thing that anybody could do. And the other thing that piqued my interest, income down, spending up, which is really a great recipe for disaster. What is the mindset of people, do you think, that are spending more when their income is down? Are they doing it just because they can, because they want things, or because they need things and just don't have the money. I think that it's D all the above. I do think that if you look at the average consumer, okay, what, what does that mean even, right? Right. Because that's what the bank, the big banks talk about. Well, the, the average consumer is in really good shape and has lots of savings. Well, are we talking about the average or are we talking about the median consumer? Right. right? So the average means we're going to take into account Bill Gates and Elon Musk, which is going to skew you know, the savings aspect of things and not, not literally take those two into account, but we're going to take into account people that have lots and lots of money, lots and lots of savings. But for every one of those, there's a hundred people that don't have any savings. Mm -hmm. And so the average and the median are two different things. Meaning if I go pull a random person off the streets, chances are he's much closer to the, to the end of the line than the average person would be to the end of the line. Meaning people that are average are going to have a little bit more in savings. But I think there's lots of people, and we see this in the data, there's lots of people that are struggling. The most recent number I saw is it's like almost 30% of Americans 
are behind on their utility bills. Wow. That's a humongous number. That's when you huge. really think about it. Yeah. 30% are behind. Hmm. And, you know, a number, roughly half that, are, you know, being threatened to be shut off and that kind of thing. Right. Well, if we're already to that point and inflation's still running and we, we really haven't put the hurt on anybody, we really haven't seen much job loss yet. You know, the, the general Wall Street consensus at the beginning of the year, Wall Street goes out and all the analysts say, hey, I think the market's going to go to 4,800 this year, meaning the S&P 500. And some people say it's going to go to 3,400. They set up all these averages. So the highest one was 4,800 and the lowest one was 3,400 for the year-end target. Usually when people are underestimating things is, is another recipe for disaster, like you said earlier. 3,400 is only 15% under where we're at now. I mean, if we have to keep taking interest rates up, if we have to, if we have another five or six interest rate raises to quell inflation, and we take unemployment up, you know, a percent and a half, I would suggest we could go considerably lower than thirty four hundred. Now, I'm not saying that's a virtual certainty. I'm just saying for nobody anywhere on Wall Street to be even considering a lower number than thirty four hundred is a little bit shocking. And typically, if everybody is leaning one way in the market, you really want to be leaning the other way. Jake, in light of all the things that you've talked about, which hasn't been the greatest of news, I'm going to fantasize here for a little bit, and I'm going to appoint you President of the United States. It's President Floyd. What would President Floyd do to begin to turn all of this around? So I would say that had I been President Floyd for the last three years, I would say let's uh, let's not print money like there's no tomorrow, and let's not wait too long to start raising rates. If, if I had to be president from this exact moment, I would probably raise rates a percent or a percent and a half right now Mm -hmm. and stop with this quarter point kicking the can down the road eight and ten months at a time thing let's get it over with and let's get on the road to recovery it'll be painful in the short term but long term we can get back on track with our lives everybody's just waiting for this thing to fall and there's a lot of people hoping it won't fall and you know it's been pretty detrimental on the retail investor who's been trying to buy all these dips every time the market goes down they're just buying more and buying more which is typically what you want to do except when the the fed has their thumb on the scale the other direction and so i think i would just go ahead and get it over with with interest rates let us get on the road to recovery and kind of try to put all this behind us as far as the average person what you need to have is you need to have a plan for these downturns and say, just watching your 401k go down 30% is not a plan. No. That's you just letting it happen to you. So what is the strategy for you to make sure with the highest degree of certainty possible that you're going to be okay on the other side of this? You know, and I think there's a lot of people that are just, their money's invested and they don't really have a plan. They don't really have, they don't really know that it's possible to have more certainty than they have now. And I'm not saying that anything is 100% certain, but there are ways to guard against major drawdowns in a portfolio. And what we want to do is set things up in a way where if things are good, we're going to get the lion's share of the gain. And when things are bad, we're going to mitigate the lion's share of the loss. That's the that's the, the gold standard. That's what, that's what we want to do. And that's the type of plans we try to put in place here. We want to, and we'll talk a little bit later in the show about the purpose of money. There's right. a lot to be considered there, but I really think just having a plan regardless of that plan is better than no plan. And to that end, I've often said, don't let life happen to you. Make life happen for you. 
And it applies to your finances as well, too. Don't let your finances or don't let your retirement just happen to you. Make it happen for you. And how do you do that? As Jake said, it is a financial plan. If you don't have a financial plan or maybe you've got a financial plan that maybe you're not sure about, you want a second opinion on that, I highly encourage you to get in touch with Randy and Jake at Floyd Financial Group. You can do that quite simply by calling 417-889-7233 and asking for your no-cost, no-obligation, no-judgment financial plan or financial review. 417-889-7233. Again, I want to underscore this doesn't cost you a dime. No obligation. Most importantly, there is no judgment. Do it today. You can also request your plan online and find out more about the firm by going out to the website floydfinancialgroup.com. That's floydfinancialgroup.com. You're listening to Show Me the Money with Randy and Jake. We'll take a quick break. Be right back with more of our show right here on 104.1 FM KSGF, where Springfield comes to talk. Ready for a heaping helping of some more real talk? Thought so. Here's another serving of Show Me the Money with your server, Randy Floyd. Welcome back, everybody. This is Randy and Jake. You're listening to Show Me the Money. And in this segment, we're going to be talking about the worst or some of the worst retirement mistakes that you can make. And, you know, Randy, retirement mistakes abound. I mean, whether it's due to bad advice, improper planning, or just misconceptions about what retirement is truly for. So in this segment, we're going to be covering some of the most prominent or some of the worst retirement mistakes to avoid at all costs. And the first one, Randy, is something that some people do, and that's sort of treating your 401k like a credit card. Yeah, you know, there's uh, generally loan provisions built into any 401k program, and they vary a little bit because the uh, employer gets to write some of the rules and regs as to how much you can borrow, how long you get to pay it back, and that sort of thing. But I would just say this, you know, I mean, yes, once in a while, you know, if you're needing a loan for something, I mean, there's several reasons that we see people do it today. You know, one is we had a lady that was just about to retire, Mm -hmm. and she had a pension plan where she's able to put a little bit more money in to buy up her pension to another level and we looked and did the math and yeah hey it made sense to pay the extra so what we did was <laughs> you're gonna love this we went out and we took a loan against her husband's 401k to get the cash to buy it up so <laughs> but you know we looked at the math and we did it all and he's gonna be able to pay the loan back and he pays himself interest so mm-hmm. I would just say this you need to really think long and hard though about taking that money out because you do have to pay it back and you have to pay it back with interest and generally speaking you know the term is not 30 years you know the term no. is something like like four, five, six, seven, eight years is what those really tend to be. But again, for emergencies, you know, to if you get yourself in a situation maybe where, you know, I have a situation where I had a younger lady that had some health issues and she had some medical bills and things like that that she had to pay. And so we did take a 401k loan to get high interest credit card debt off and she's paying her own self-interest back. And I also think too, Randy, that, you know, some people may not be aware of the difference, but there's a big difference between taking a loan on your 401k and taking the money out of your 401k. Amen. And, yeah. and there are, you know, it's something that we talk, we know a lot about and we talk about all the time here, but the average person may not. If you take money out of that 401k, not as a loan, but as a withdrawal, you're going to owe taxes and you're going to owe a penalty if right. you're under 59 and a half. So w- while we're saying don't treat it like a credit card, if you are going to take money out, please take a loan versus taking it out, taking the hit, taking the 10% penalty. 
and you know this is all stuff that we do give advice on when we sit down for our consultation as well. And I think a lot of people don't realize that you can take loans against a 401k. Now you talk about emergencies, Randy. I rolled by the car dealership the other day and I saw a brand new 2023 Dodge Ram pickup, the quad cab, and it had everything on it. And I just loved that car. And Sounds it was like an emergency to it me. It was an emergency in my mind. <laughs> I was shocked because, you know, again, I'm not living in the real world. I'm living, you know, to when uh, you could buy a 74 uh, Ford F100 pickup truck. But I was surprised that it was 65000 and maybe that was cheap, but I'm telling you right now, that emergency quickly uh, turned to reality real quick when I walked away. And I thought, well, I'll go check out the Jeeps, not necessarily the Jeep trucks, but even the regular Jeeps. They were $60,000 plus too. So don't confuse yeah. uh, a want with a need when it comes to your 401k. And most of all, do not treat it like a credit card. It really is for emergency purposes only. We're talking about retirement mistakes to avoid at all cost. And the next one here is not planning for health complications. They're going to rear their ugly head, aren't they? Yeah, you know, you just never know what can happen. I think we've talked about on the show before, and my wife wouldn't mind me sharing this with you. You know, back in 2006, at 40-something years of age, my wife came down with throat cancer. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and and we asked the doc, we said, hey, you know, what do you think caused this? You know, because my wife, you know, she's never smoked or drank or anything a day in her life, you know. And she said, the doc said, well, you know, most times you would have to be a man 70 that smoked and drank your whole life to get this. Yeah. (laughs) Is what they they said, well, what do you chalk it up to? And all he could say was bad luck. So here's what I would say. You know, we just don't know what tomorrow holds for any of us. And, And we have a few clients around here, some people that in their 30s, have had heart attacks and can't work and are waiting to get on disability and, you know, that sort of thing. So, you know, you never know, you know, what can happen. And we generally tell people you need to have somewhere between three and six months and just easy access cash somewhere so that if things come up and you can't work or you've got a big medical bill, you can handle those things and, and not have to really go through the stress and the strain of trying to figure out another way. And I think God had a better plan for Lisa because she is with us today and she's enlightening everybody that she comes in contact with. But again, that is a good plan right there is maybe you're going to stay healthy, but having a backup plan for things if they go south can help prevent unnecessary pain and stress. And you're recommending three to six months. Is that right, Randy? Right. And I feel better about six months. And a lot of people say, well, you know, that cash has been trash, you know, because you can't make any money on it. It's been sitting in there doing nothing, getting dusty. Mm -hmm. And while that's true to a degree, now that has changed quite a bit with Jerome Powell raising interest rates as he has, you know, for about the last 11 months, you know, March a year ago, the Fed funds rate was basically zero. Now it's 4.75. So, yeah, we're starting to see the banks come through with some, you know, two and three percent money market accounts and some three and a half and 3.9 percent CDs. And things of that nature. So, uh, you know, cash can now be, you know, uh, not so much trash. It can actually earn a little bit of money along the way. So by all means, have some emergency cash out there. Make it a goal to, to build that up. Pay yourself first. Put a little bit of money right. over there in a savings account or a money market account so that when those things come along, number one, you'll live a healthier life if you're less stressed, right? Right. I don't know if you heard, Jeff, about the woman that died here uh, Let's see, what was it? Maybe about a maybe about a week or ten days ago. She was the oldest living woman, one hundred and twenty-three yeah, years that. old. Yeah. And it said that she that they they credited her long life to this. Are you ready? She <laughs> was very wealthy. She was a socialite. She never ever had to work. Wow. Not ever. Not one day <laughs> in her life. Wow. And she didn't start smoking until late in life, they said. <laughs> <laughs> <Was> <laughs> 
What is that saying? If you want to live long, wait until late in life and then start smoking. I would say don't smoke at all. Really? But anyway, I thought that was really quite interesting. But they said, you know, she didn't have the stress of a normal person living through life. Because, you know, for a lot of people, you know, financial stress is one of the big stressors in life. Yeah, that can really be a killer. So three to six months there, if you can do it. I would suggest as well, too, that if you do have some debt, do it in this order. Pay off that debt first. But then while you're paying off the debt, make sure you put at least $1,000 into emergency fund. Then keep chipping away at that. But pay off that debt. And then when you have done that, take those debt payments and put them into that emergency fund until you get three to six months. You're going to be a lot more stress-free if you do that. Next one is passing up free money in the form of an employer match, Randy. Yeah, that's true, Jeff. I mean, sometimes people come in, they say, well, how much should I be putting into my 401k? And we always say, well, put in there whatever they're going to match because free money is always good. Mm -hmm. You know, the other thing that happens there when you get that money in there from your employer, you know, markets are going to go up and down and sideways and things. But if you continue to contribute and get that match, you're not only buying, you know, if stocks are down, you're buying more shares at a, at a lower cost. And also you're doing the same thing with the free money that you're getting from your employer. So we always say, you know, let's take whatever they'll give up to the match. And then, of course, we always have the tax implication that we have to think about, because let's think about this just for a minute, talking about free money in any money I don't spend on taxes, that's kind of like free money, right? Oh, yeah. It is. It really is. Because <laughs> when do you ever get it back once you give it to the government? Yeah, never. N-E-V-E-R. That's right. <laughs> I am still waiting for that. It's just not going to happen. We're talking about retirement stakes that you should avoid at all costs with Randy and Jake of Floyd Financial Group. Next one is thinking that retirement planning is just for your finances. Yeah, Jeff, this is a big one. This is one that we talk about all the time. And case in point would be my brother-in-law. You know, my brother-in-law was an orthodontist for almost 50 years. And when he retired and he, you know, uh, there's the old saying, you know, about, and forgive me, all the dental professionals that are out there listening to this. Mm-hmm. You know, he he went to school for a long time, almost 11 years, he told me, and then he was down on the mouth for life, you know? <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> but, That's a good one. But <laughs> I like it. So I knew Taylor for a long time, and when Taylor, you know, retired, it was like he kind of lost his identity, and mm-hmm. he was really kind of aimless for quite some time. And then actually he developed Alzheimer's and, you know, over a few years did pass. Away, but I think the the thing the thing to take away from here is the fact that he hadn't considered what he was going to do once he hung up the braces. That's a very good point, though. I think a lot of people really identify themselves with what they do for a living, and they really forget who they really are and really what the purpose of their life is all about. Maybe his was uh, dental work, but I'm sure that there were a lot of other things. There were a lot of other people who depended on him. Yeah, I think that, too, that, you know, we we often ask people here during our first meeting at our discovery phase, you know, what do you see your retirement looking like? What are you planning to do when you get there and you know that you don't have to go punch the time clock? or report to work or or get online or get on the Zoom meeting when you can put the mouse jiggler on for life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> mouse jiggler. Jiggle that mouse. And not have to, you know what, I don't know, but for our listeners that don't know what a mouse jiggler is, it's one of the latest inventions for people that work from home that don't want to work. They have this <laughs> little device that jiggles the mouse. So if your employer is monitoring your activity, they don't know that you're not at work. None of our listeners would have any idea what that is, I'm sure. I was trying to yeah, think about it. 
our listeners are hardworking Americans who love this yeah, country. They would mouse. never consider using a mouse jiggler. Yeah, I, I'm glad I explained that. I would have never yeah. dreamed that. I thought maybe it was a fishing lure or something like that. Hey, I'm going to use the mouse jiggler and catch kind of catching, like catching bass with this mouse jiggler out here, but that's not what it is. So thinking that retirement planning is just for your finances, also consider your lifestyle and your daily routine. We're going to do one more before we take a break, gentlemen, here. The next one is one that I think a lot of people fall into a trap with, and that's using your retirement money to pay for your kid's college education. Yeah, that's a big one for sure. You know, we see people come through here sometimes that still have a lot of student debt. Maybe it's their debt. Maybe it's some of their kids' student debt that's out there that they picked up. And, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, when kids graduate from college and mom and dad, you know, are doing well and they see that the child has all this debt, like you said, they will go ahead and reach in and spend, you know, 100% taxable dollars to go ahead and pay off those loans and things. So a couple things I would say, number one, if you want to help your kids pay for college, of course, that's up to you and that's perfectly fine. However, boy, I'll tell you, you have to think long and hard about going into an IRA or a 401k to do that. Because again, whatever you pull all that out of there is 100% taxable. The other thing I might suggest is let's use that money over your lifetime. Let's grow it. And whatever you don't spend, pass it to them. Then they can pay off their debt over a 10-year period or something where the taxes can be greatly mitigated. We're talking about retirement mistakes to avoid at all costs. We've talked about treating your 401k like a credit card. That's a no-no. Not planning for health complications. We We've talked about using retirement money to pay for your kid's college education, passing up free money in the form of an, of an employer match, and thinking retirement planning is just for your finances. Another retirement mistake that you can make is not having a plan, but we can rectify that right now because we're offering a complimentary, no cost, no obligation, no judgment financial plan with Randy Jacob Floyd Financial Group. How do you get it? Well, it's really quite simple. Call 417-889-7233. Get in and sit down with Randy and Jake have a private consultation, discuss your wants, your needs, your goals, your visions for retirement, and let them put you on a plan that will not only allow you to survive retirement, but also thrive in retirement. Get retired, stay retired with a plan from Floyd Financial Group. Again, 417-889-7233. Again, not going to cost you a dime and there is no obligation. You can also request your plan online at floydfinancialgroup.com. It's floydfinancialgroup.com. We're glad you could join us on this fine Saturday morning. We'll take a quick break on Show Me the Money. We'll be right back with more of our show after this here on 104.1 FM KSGF, where Springfield comes to talk. Back with your financial catch of the day, and it's a big one. Here's more Show Me the Money radio with your host, Randy Floyd. Welcome back, everybody. This is Randy and Jake. You're listening to Show Me the Money. And in this segment, or we're going to continue, I guess, the last segment with one of the common mistakes, which is not understanding the different types of retirement accounts and just accounts in general in your investments. That's right. These are retirement mistakes to avoid at all costs. And the last one we talk about is using retirement money to pay for your kid's college education and guilty as charged right here. But as you said, Randy, the next one is not understanding the different types of retirement accounts. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, so you know, if you were to really sit down and look at all the different types of retirement accounts that are out there, the first thing we have to talk about, and we generally lump these things together, we talk about qualified accounts, right? So qualified accounts generally really are more linked to employers in their purest form. So if you think of a 401k, a 401a, a 403b, a 457, an SEP, which is a Simplified Employee Pension Plan, a solo 401k, you know, these are all 
yeah. qualified plans and operate pretty much under a risk of the Employee Retirement Income Security Act. And then we have the other side of that, which is the Roth IRA, the traditional IRA, and you can actually have a Roth 401k as well as a Roth 457 and all those sorts of things. But we're going to boil it down to three basic types of accounts that you can have in retirement. Number one is the one that you probably hold jointly with your spouse, and that's what we call sometimes a TOD account or a transfer on death account. And it's just basically many times it can be a brokerage account, it can be a managed money account, but it is money that you've actually, maybe you deposited five or $10,000 into it and you've grown it the last 20 years. And so maybe you put in 10,000, that's your basis. And then any growth is what's taxable, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the basic type of account that we can have. And for some people, or for a lot of people, you know, they're going to have some money there, but not a lot. Today, what we see coming in the door mainly here is probably 75 to 80% of the money we see coming in is going to be either in a traditional IRA, a Roth IRA, or a Roth or traditional 401k is what we see coming in the door. So knowing which type of account to invest money in, sometimes people say, well, shouldn't I do a Roth or should I do the traditional? And so as we look through and figure this out, we have to look at incomes today, what you're having and what you think you're going to have in retirement and kind of weigh those two factors out. And it may be to such a thing as that, you know, it's not one or the other, but a blending of the Roth IRA versus the traditional. So let's talk about the difference again. So for those that maybe don't know, the Roth IRA, once I deposit money in there and I've held that account open for five years, Anything that I pull out of there comes out of there tax-free. Now, the Roth, when you set up the Roth IRA, you are putting that money in with after-tax money. In other words, you don't get any current tax break like you would with a traditional IRA, where if you put that money in this year, you're going to take that off of your taxable income next year. So the Roth is different. You get the benefit on the back end when you're in retirement, tax-free withdrawals. And on the traditional IRA, you get tax benefit today, but everything's taxable later. So you can kind of see, Jeff, the balancing act that we have to do, depending on what your income is today versus what we think it'll be in retirement, really will help us to gauge and figure out how much money needs to go where. And there's also something called a TSP, a thrift savings plan. Now that's just for military personnel and uniform people. Does that apply to just military? Or when I think of uniforms, I think of police and firefighters. Yeah, and it it goes beyond that, though, too. You know, to federal workers uh, or under the first system will have TSP accounts as well. So, but yeah, it's mainly, think of it just mainly as as government employees. And and when you think of it it, as government employees, we're talking about federal government employees, not state and local. Because like here in Missouri, we have Mosers, we have loggers, and a lot of that for the local governments. So not understanding different types of retirement accounts, that is a retirement mistake that we do not want you to make. Next one is not planning for what you'll actually do during retirement. We talked about what you're going to be. Let's talk about what you'll do during retirement. Yeah, many times we have this question. So, hey, how much money do I need to have to spend in retirement? And I should say it this way. Generally, I'm asking that question more than the people sitting in front of me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that is, so what do you plan to do in retirement? What does that look like for you? And, you know, then we talk about budgeting because most people haven't budgeted in a long time. If you're near retirement, you're probably making more money than you've ever made. Your family is raised. Maybe your house is paid off. So you really haven't needed to budget because money just keeps stacking up in your accounts, right? And you have all kinds of excess capital. Well, I don't know if there is such a thing as excess capital, excess, but yeah. I want some excess capital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, 
anyway, you have count more money me, than you've ever had. You count know. me in. And so they don't have a budget. So we talk about what's the bare bones budget to keep uh, your family fed, the wolf from the door, you know, and keep the insurance on the house and mm-hmm. lights on and all that. And then how much do you want for play money? So that's mm-hmm. where we get into, do you want to travel, play golf? Do you want to volunteer? Do you want to do mission trips? Do you want to, you know, what is it that you want to do so that we can actually figure out what the budget is going to be? And uh, two things I will say, planning for this will help give your retirement more meaning, but also it will help you to plan for the expense that you might not have thought of. And a lot of people say, well, how much do I need? Do I need, you know, 70% of what I was making when I was working, 80%? I got to tell you, for most people today, they want 100% of what they oh, were yeah. making when oh, they yeah. were earning. Oh, yeah. Who wants to know, take a cut? Working. Well, as you said, what you do in retirement uh, really will affect the income that you need. If you want to just, you know, get in the old pickup truck that you've had for 20 years and fish off the bank, that's one thing. But traveling the country in a motorhome is yet another. So budget for that. Not planning for what you'll actually do in retirement. A big retirement mistake. Next one is a big, big no-no, and that is trying to time the market. Yeah, when it comes to trying to time the market, nobody knows where the bottom of the curve is, you know. I I think of it this way, you know, generally the market goes down and it kind of makes a U shape at the bottom. Now, many times it's a check mark, that V is in Victor shape recovery they talk about sometimes, but most time it makes a smiley face. And so where is the bottom? Where's the smiley face starting from the left headed to the right? You know, where is that bottom and where do you find that? And that's something that's very difficult to do. So as we build portfolios here, rather than trying to time the market, now, you know, we're going to see certain indicators and things that are going to lead us to believe that markets are headed a certain direction, uh, you know, based on just data and the effect that that data has on markets. But also we're going to build plans that have uh, already built in through mathematical planning that's going to keep us out of harm's way, even during those big downturns. And we're going to be ready to capture the upside without having to guess. I also think too, Randy, that a lot of this depends on where you're at in your retirement journey. If you're close to retirement, I agree with all that. If you're 20 years from retirement, if you're 35, 40 listening to this show, you should not be concerned with any of that. And what you should be doing is stacking money in that 401k as fast as humanly possible. Make sure that you're getting your match. And and that's one of the things we talked about here is free money is free money. Um, But make sure that you're continuing to invest in that. As the market goes down, you're going to just be buying more shares of the same companies for the same money. And so when it comes back, you will, you'll have that much more money. So again, a lot of this is situational based on where you're at in your retirement journey. We're talking about retirement mistakes to avoid at all costs with Randy and Jake of Floyd Financial Group. Next one is forgetting to assign account beneficiaries. Yeah, that's a big one, Jeff. I mean, so, you know, for most people, they have done that, but I will tell you that it is a huge problem for those that don't do it. And the other thing is, I always tell people, we we like to check these things from time to time just to be sure that nothing has changed. Because, you know, maybe if you haven't done a trust where you have a document that for your money pours into that has all the contingency plans built in, that's one of the big reasons people would want to have a trust is if people die out of order and things don't happen quite the way you thought, we have contingency plans built into those trust documents. But forgetting to do this puts you in in the situation where you're going to have to go through a probate proceeding. And let me tell you, it's been said that probate is like filing a lawsuit against your kids. Yeah. (laughs) Now, how many want to do that, right? Not very many. But that's exactly right, because in the state of Missouri, you know, probate, if it's over $40,000, which puts you into a a full-blown probate rather than a, a small claims situation, it's going to take eight months to get it done, best you can do. 
mm-hmm. and assets are frozen. It's a it's a crazy time, and I will tell you that there are not very that not that many attorneys that like to even do probate anymore. And so, getting in to see somebody after someone has passed away may take weeks, maybe even a month or more before you can get in to sit down and see someone. So, always, always, always assign beneficiaries, and it's just so important. And, and check them from time to time. And one of the big things that happens sometimes is as people age, somebody will die, and that person doesn't think to change out that beneficiary. And sometimes that's how things end up going to probate as well. Our next retirement mistake to avoid at all costs, Randy and Jake, is not understanding what I think is the eighth wonder of the world, and that is the power of compound interest. Yeah, I think Einstein said that, right? It's the eighth wonder of the world. I believe he did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that, that that is right. And, you know, right now, more than ever, uh, people should talk to us about, you know, some of the fixed instruments that now can make sense again with this rising interest rate environment. Fixed instruments that can help you actually compound your money and not have to worry so much about looking over your shoulder about the market risk that's out there right now. And the final one that we'll talk about here on retirement mistakes to avoid at all costs is going to be running from a job instead of running towards something new. Yeah, we talk about that on here. You know, I think uh, you say that we've, we've said this kind of many, many times, and that is, you know, let's retire to something, not just from, from something, something, right? Yeah, right. So uh, it's one of those things where, like I said with my brother-in-law, he hadn't really, you know, thought about what he was going to do, and so it left him a pretty empty time trying to figure out what he wanted to do when he went to retirement. So let's explore that. Let's figure out what makes sense and and uh, what's going to be good for you and what it is that you like to do. And I have to tell you, you know, uh, I think about this myself as I'm getting closer to that day. What is my day going to look like? What am I going to do? And I've kind of gotten things mapped out in my mind. So really, I'm kind of I'm kind of getting excited about the prospects that one day I'll get up and be able to drink coffee and not have to go run to the shower to get ready to come to work and shave my face, right? Yeah. So who knows? You may see me on the street. I might be unrecognizable. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing I know about you, Randy, I think if there's anything that you're going to do in retirement, I already know what it is. You are going to run, but you're also going to swim and you're going to bike and you're going to mountain bike. You're going to be a very active active guy. And it doesn't matter what you look like. You're a good, solid person. You're going to live a long, long time. You're an example for us all. So whether it be more social and family time, a casual hobby, community involvement, or a new semi-professional adventure, you know, this can be a stage of life, retirement that is, filled with joy, growth, and excitement. We're talking with Randy and Jake of Floyd Financial Group. If you would like a plan that would also involve what you're going to do in retirement to help you avoid these retirement mistakes, no cost, no obligation for that, call 416 416- 7-889-7233 to get your plan. Again, no cost, no obligation. Most importantly, no judgment. Nobody's going to sit there and go, wow, you've only got this, you've got that. No, Randy has said, we will meet you where you are. We all put our pants on the same way, one leg at a time. Once again, 417-889-7233 is the number to call for your plan. You can also request it online at floydfinancialgroup.com. That's floydfinancialgroup.com. Time for a break, gentlemen. We'll be right back with more of Show Me the Money right here on 104.1 FM KSGF, where Springfield comes to talk. Ready to climb a mountain of financial know-how? Good, because it's time for more Show Me the Money with your financial Sherpa, Randy Floyd. 
Welcome back, everybody. This is Randy and Jake. You're listening to Show Me the Money. And in this final segment, we're going to be talking about, hey, what's the purpose of the money that you have saved over your lifetime? What are you really going to do with it? That's right, Randy. A lot of people invest. They save their money and they're saving it just to invest it. They're saving it just to save it, but they really don't know what they're saving it for. It's just sort of a very general goal. Randy, as you invest money, should you have a specific purpose for it? Yes, Jeff. I think that there's basically three purposes that people really try to save and accumulate money for. Number one, for a lot of people, it's just to know that they can live out their retirement days and not depend on their kids for what they might need is one of the big things that we hear over and over and over. We just want to live out our days and not be a burden to our kids. Well, I don't know about you, Jeff. I'm planning to be a burden to Jake. I'm just kidding. But my life goal to be a burden to Jake. So listen up, Jake and Miranda. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> but I think that's number one is just to be able to live out their days and do it comfortably. Number two, I think we hear this all the time, is inheritance. They want to make sure that they leave a lot of money and they view it as leaving security to their kids and trying to make it so their kids don't have to work as hard as maybe they did. Number three, and there's going to be four of these. Number three, I think the other one is people started saving because their folks were alive during the Great Depression and when things were hard to come by, so they save, 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 and it's become such a habit that they can't stop. And that's not necessarily a derogatory thing. I'm just saying that's just what's happened to them. You know, even in retirement, they're saving money. So uh, we say this, if you're taking it out of a retirement account and paying taxes on it to put it in the bank and save it, let's not do that. Let's leave it in, you know, in the market and let it grow there. It's still saving, right? And then lastly, I think that there are a lot of people that want to do something greater than themselves and their family, and they want to leave money to church, to charity, things of that nature. And so when we look at, at sitting down and talk to people about, hey, what's the purpose of this money? Uh, one thing I will throw in there, too, is for some folks, uh, they're saying, well, you know, I think I want to buy a lake home once I retire. Right. So that's one thing that we need to know when we do retirement planning. Do you plan to make any big purchases of a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand, or something like that if you're buying a lake home or a motor home or something like that? So when we look at the purpose of money, that helps us to really understand more what the planning aspect needs to be and how we actually build a portfolio for each individual that comes in the door. Randy, is there a different strategy for saving for something like health care expenses in retirement versus saving for what I'll call earthly immortality? And that's when you have a building named after you or a foundation. Do you use different tools and different strategies for two different things? Yeah, I think, you know, number one, there's there's always this overshadowing or, or this overlay that, you know, where are we today economically? What's happening in the world? Because, you know, you don't build a financial plan the same way when uh, interest rates are zero as you do when inflation is 8% and interest rates are spiking, right? You, right? you have to approach those differently. But yeah, depending on what is happening and what those folks plan to do, when they plan to spend money, how much they plan to spend maybe early or how much they think they'll spend later, how much they want to leave to benefactors, you know, to charity, whatever that may be, all of those things play a major role in how much money we leave really in cash maybe where they could just reach it and access it because some people you know I, I don't know if you've watched this show or not recently there's been a there was a tv show or an ad i saw where this person maybe it was even on a youtube video or something where this person just kind of walks up to people and sits down and uh, maybe it's somebody on the street and he starts talking to him and pretty soon he just gets up and he gives him a thousand dollars wow yeah you know just because 
And so I thought, you know, that might kind of be fun. I don't know if I can give a thousand dollars, maybe, maybe <laughs> only $10, but <laughs> give, give them a 10 spot. <clears throat> there you go. But, you know, there's a lot of people, uh, there's a lot of things that people can do with their retirement assets. A lot of things you can do to help people in the world. So whatever it is that couples or, or individuals that come in here that are getting ready to retire, whatever it is they want is what we want to help them achieve and help them get. And there was an old TV show, I think, Randy, that predates you and me. I've heard about it. I think it was called The Millionaire, in which that's exactly what the gentleman did. He would give away money like that. So if you have a charitable intent, that is one thing to invest for. There's a way for that. And then there are other methods if you're just going to, like you said, ensure that you have a roof over your head, you know, keep the electricity on, food on the table, that sort of thing. We're talking with Randy and Jake of Floyd Financial Group. We're talking about the purpose of money and the purpose of your investments. So let's uh, shift gears and talk a little bit about how we do that. And of course, we talk all the time about having a plan. So let's get into that, why that plan is so important. I mean, if you go on a road trip, you want to have a plan and a roadmap as to how to get there really is the same way with investing for retirement, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. It's been said that people will spend more time planning a vacation than they will their life. Right. Picking out (laughs) a pair of shoes, you know. (laughs) Right. And, you know, I mean, there's some truth to that because if you aren't careful, this can be a mundane task. However, I will tell you, I still find myself in here and it's kind of funny and people will even call me out on it sometimes because I'll be looking at, you know, their situation and their plan and we'll be talking about the different options they have and all that sort of thing. And I I still kind of get excited about it and I start talking a little faster and I get, you know, a smile on my face and they go, you really like this stuff, don't you? I said, well, yeah, you know, I said, it's a, it's a pretty good thing. And I said, it's rewarding to see people get what they want to help people, you know, walk away from their job and really start to live life. And so again, there's so many plans and so many different ways that we have to design plans and so many facets that come into it. And I've often thought maybe we should do some case studies over the radio, but the problem is it's hard. It's kind of like trying to give you a haircut over the, over the radio. You know, you just (laughs) can't quite get the job done. It's just too hard to explain. But what I would do is just always encourage people, you know, if you're thinking about retirement, if you haven't developed a plan, if you haven't thought about your retirement strategy, if you haven't thought about what it's going to look like, people say, well, I'm a long ways from retirement. Well, now is the time to start the plan because the one thing that none of us can create any more of is time and yeah. time and money and compound interest, right? As right. Einstein said, <laughs> those are the things that make retirement and charitable giving and leaving your beneficiaries things. That's, that's what makes makes all that possible. And if you're 60 years of age, you're thinking, well, shoot, I'm going to work until I'm 70 years of age. Sometimes retirement can creep up on you for the most unexpected reasons. Maybe your body won't allow you to do it anymore if you're doing physical work, or maybe your mind won't allow you to do it anymore because, you know, you, you just cannot figure things out, or maybe you have to care for somebody else. So that is where this plan comes in. And certainly we're offering that plan here at Floyd Financial Group. All you've got to do to get yours, call 417-889-7233, 417 417- one seven eight eight nine seventy two thirty three, and as I've said many times here, there's no cost, there's no obligation. But Randy, also there's no judgment. I think a lot of people listening to the program say, "Well, I don't think I can come and see Randy and Jake because I just don't have enough money." And they're going to sit there and, you know, they may not say it out loud, but they're going to be looking at my financials and go, "Wow, is this all you've got?" Well, that's not going to happen. I can tell you that for sure, Jeff. But it always, whenever we talk about this sort of thing, it always takes me back to the woman that sat in my office about a decade ago and said, "Oh, so we have." 
to talk about scary money stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So, and yeah, I mean, at some point we have to talk about scary money stuff, but let's take the scary out of the scary money stuff. And let's also say this, while, you know, I'm not the best looking guy on the planet, we're not that scary. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're downright handsome. I think you and Jake both. And Miranda's a beautiful girl, and so is Lisa. You got the well, good... you're misguided in my case, nah, buddy. <laughs> you've got the good genes going for you there. But to boot, you're just really sincere, nice people who are interested in helping our listeners. And I think that that is something that our listeners really need to understand is that I think at Floyd Financial Group, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think I know the answer to this, of course, is that when you see a client, you're not thinking, well, what's my commission going to be on this? What sort of fees am I going to make on this? You really want to help people, don't you? So I'll tell you kind of how we look at it. This is a process to get to an end result that the client wants. Right. And whatever tool and whatever we need to do to get that accomplished is what we will do. So if everybody wins, you know, way back, way back, there was a guy that said, you know, if you're going to have a business that works, you have to have what's called the triple win. And he said the triple win is the client must win. You must win as the advisor, the link between the investment and the client Mm -hmm. and the company must win. So when all three can win and everybody can benefit, then we have a long lasting relationship. If it ever gets to where that's lopsided, something's going to come to an end. Well, I know that you folks there at Floyd Financial Group, you have served a lot of people over the many years that you have been in business right here in Springfield. You've helped a lot of people get to and through retirement. They've gotten retired. They've stayed retired. And you've helped people build their wealth. Do you have room on your calendar for a couple more here or not? Yes, we do. Just give us a call over here at 417-889-7233. That's 417-889-7233. And most likely you'll get Ashley, and Ashley knows our calendar and can get you scheduled. But I will say this, whoever picks up the phone always has access to our calendar. I will say we stay a little bit busy. We're a little bit booked out, but uh, we'll get you on the calendar and be happy to sit down and visit with you and get to know you. So if you're looking for a retirement in which you not only survive, but a retirement in which you thrive, and a retirement that is going to fulfill your hopes, your dreams, your visions. Call Floyd Financial Group. Get in. It all starts with a plan. To get your plan again, 417-889-7233, as Randy said. Why don't you give it a call first opportunity you have this coming week, 417-889-7233. Or while you're thinking about it today, if you would like to go on the website, floydfinancialgroup.com, and communicate with us and say, I'd like my no-obligation, no-cost, no-judgment financial plan, you can do that. floydfinancialgroup.com. Well, gentlemen, we are out of time for this week. I want to thank you for your time, but most of all, I want to thank the fine people here of the last bastion of Sanity, Springfield, Missouri, for joining us. For Randy and Jake, I'm Jeff Shade. Get out, have a great weekend, this great part of the country in which we live. We'll talk to you again with another edition of Show Me the Money right here on 104.1 FM KSGF, where Springfield comes to talk. <laughs>